Hi, my name is Nina Bosky, and I'm the host of a special investigation series of Maryland Behind the Icon during the 60th anniversary of the star's death, where we'll look into the mystery and break down for you, the audience, of what the facts are versus the lies around the star that have been plaguing her for over six decades. We have some of the top Maryland experts with me on the panel. Gary Vitaco Robles, icon, lifetimes in films of Marilyn Monroe, and April Via Via, now Chambers, Marilyn Monroe, A Day in the Life, and Donald McGovern, Murder Orthodoxies, a non-conspiracy view of Marilyn Monroe's death. Each week, we will break down for you what is fact, what is probable theory, and what is outlandish rumor. In June of 2020, Mark Shaw investigates in his book, Collateral Damage, the connection between the mysterious deaths of motion picture screen siren Marilyn Monroe, President John F. Kennedy, and What's My Line TV star and gossip columnist Dorothy Kilgallen. With his book, we decided to break it down for you in small bites so you can digest who are all these players and how do they fit in. So with that said, let's get started. In this episode, we are going to break down for you Los Angeles Police Sergeant Jack Clemens, who is famous because he was the first police officer to the scene who officially arrived at the death scene of Marilyn Monroe on August 5th, 1962 at 4.45 a.m. He received a call at 4.25 a.m. telling him that Marilyn Monroe was dead. April. Can you share with us who is Jack Clemens and why is he important? Yeah, so Jack Clemens was a lieutenant at the Los Angeles Police Department. He claimed that he was the first person there that he came by himself and his time frame that he claims that he was there by himself is usually about 30 minutes. And he says that he went through the house and he noticed a lot of suspicious things. But of course, Like all of that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other story, isn't it? But let's talk about some of the assertions again with these photographs, because this is the point that we're making for you, the audience. He talks about all these photographs. The reality is we've just gone through two bullets, one at the happy birthday, Mr. President, the after party at the Crim's house um, or apartment. And here, you know, the cropping of the photos that make it look like, you know, uh, JFK and uh, Bobby Kennedy were together with Marilyn Monroe by themselves. And that's just not true. The second point is, is the fact that there's a photograph coming out of Marilyn's house. And the reality is the body was never coming out of Marilyn's house. It's actually at the um, Hall of Justice that Gary had uh, broke down for us and the mortuary. So it's not at Marilyn's house. And this third item, Donald, why is this photograph not true? This one gets told over and over and over again. Well, this is the... The, the infamous photograph of Marilyn's cluttered bedside table. And it's always cropped to exclude the bottom half of the photograph, which clearly indicates uh, there is a glass sitting on the floor between the uh, trash can and Marilyn's bed. But Clemens maintained that there was, he could not, he looked all over the, 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 the bedroom and Marilyn's bathroom and could not find a glass. But there is one visible clearly on the floor. 
but it's always cropped out of the photograph. It's one of a set of 12 that Marilyn likely purchased in Mexico shortly before she died. And the, the other 11 are owned by a collector in Los Angeles by the name of Scott Fortner. And it's believed that he only has 11 of those tumblers because uh, the one glass that was found bedside was likely taken into police evidence. I wonder where that that glass is lurking, if it's still there in that uh, file room, the infamous file room of the LAPD. So is there anything else you'd like to add, April, before we move on? Yeah, the Clemens story changed over the years, too, because the glass was pointed out and now it's been morphed into well the glass was added later but of course that that was just that's not really a thing um but you know these rumors get twisted and turned and changed so that they can continue on with the murder narrative versus saying hey the you know the glass was always there and i think here's the thing is we do these investigation panels and we really break down the fact um, from probable theory to outlandish rumor. I think you as the listener have to ask yourself, do you want a good story or do you want the truth? Well, there you have it. We're going to break down the facts for you as well as describe who all the players are as we start to build the foundation of the rumor mill that has plagued the legacy of Marilyn Monroe. And like me, you'll end up scratching your head in disbelief on how many people told huge lies about the death of Marilyn, and yet we're so believed at the time. So coming up in the next few episodes, we're going back to two men who were some of the very first to distort the truth of the Marilyn Monroe mystery, Frank Capel and Robert Slatzer. Until next time, I'm Nina Boski with the entire panel. The truth will be known. <laughs>